0: Greetings, everyone. I'm so glad you're here today joining me on Satiate, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. I'm Sue Van Rays, your host, functional nutritionist, food psychology specialist, and founder of Boulder Nutrition. I also lead women's wellness and yoga retreats both locally and internationally. You can find out more about me at boldernutrition.com. My inspiration with Satiate is to offer you functional nutrition, food psychology, and well-being insights, to share with you case studies and stories that can act as salve for your soul, to share with you some of my most favorite special guests and experts from all over the country. And to offer you an opportunity to satiate your body, mind, heart, and soul. If you love this podcast, I would be so grateful to have you head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. That will help me get the podcast out into the world to the listeners who need it most. Onward with today's episode. And our special guest, James McMillan. James is a sustainability, permaculture, and wellness expert, as well as the founder of Folsom Point Nutrition. Inspired by ancestral wisdom and validated by a modern scientific approach, James founded Folsom Point Nutrition and formulated the first grass fed bison and liver organ complex. Wanting to thrive rather than merely survive, James has always sought after the best of the best foods from a nutritional standpoint. His scientific research, athletic endeavors, nutritional philosophy and agricultural experiences ranging from California to Florida to New Zealand culminated in the effort to formulate a nutrient dense ancestral food that can be consumed anywhere His motivation is derived from his spiritual connection to animals and the foods we eat and the land we take them from. You can find out all about James and his amazing work in the world at FolsomPointNutrition.com. I've been so excited to have you on the podcast, James. Thank you so much for joining us on Satiate today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and and let people know about... uh, Latest product and in, in our endeavor. So,
0: yeah, so it's great. I just want to kind of give a shout out that you're a local Coloradoan here in Niwot, Colorado. So, I love supporting local businesses, especially ones that really align with my mission. And so, I'm so glad we found each other. And I'm really psyched to hear all about your work and your new company and all that you're doing in the world. So, why don't we talk a little bit about? your background, and how you got into the field of wellness and sustainability to start.
1: Yeah, so uh, I I certainly got into wellness before I got into sustainability. Um, You know, probably like a lot of your listeners, uh, when I was younger, I did not have the healthiest of diets or lifestyle. Um, And it really took... Probably upwards of of a decade uh, for me to kind of migrate from, you know, a low fat uh, type diet um, into more of the whole foods based diet that I have now. Um, and you know, there were all kinds of reasons motivating that. Um, probably like many young men, I wanted more attention from women, and you know, wanted to. To, wanted to improve my athletic performance. Um, and, and that really started with diet. Um, so that kind of began my journey when I was younger and, uh, you know, coming out to Boulder for school when I was about 18, um, and just being surrounded by, you know, this community of, of people interested in their health, um, was really motivating and inspiring. Um, and, and ended up getting me into sustainability, because the two are obviously uh, so related. Um, so, so that's kind of a brief overview of, of my introduction into it.
0: Great. Well, I know that you have a lot of passion when it comes to food, environment, and sustainable health. And one of the most, uh, I think, important topics to talk about today is... Regenerative farming and how we can really work with that as a preferred option, both for the planet and for our bodies. And I know that this is a huge field that you have studied and are very invested in as well. So I would love if you could give us a breakdown. What is regenerative farming? Why is it a preferred option? And what is the outcome for our health and our bodies when and the planet when we choose this type of option with both, you know, the food and the products that we buy?
1: Sure. Yeah, you know, um, regenerative is, is really the perfect word. Um, it's, you know, regenerative agriculture, farming and ranching are regen- regenerative in every sense of the word. So they're regenerative for the actual land that, uh, you know, ag- the agriculture ranching is being done on. It's regenerative for the people who are consuming uh, the animals or foods from that land. It's regenerative for uh, the species growing on that land. And it's it's really regenerative for our society. Um, and we can talk about, you know, kind of the nitty gritty details of, of how all that goes on. But uh, the idea is that, you know, in, in a conventional agriculture, uh, you're typically taking nutrients out of the soil over time um, and reducing the fertility of that piece of land and uh, es- essentially you know, making future generations worse off. Um, the philosophy behind regenerative ag is that we can actually improve fertility of soil and land and everything that comes from that soil and land over time. Um, and so every year you can actually get more nutrient dense foods from the same plot of land. It can produce, uh, higher yields every year. And with that, um, the people consuming products from that land are getting more nutrient dense food all the time, uh, regenerate, regenerating from their own cells outward. And, um, from, from the perspective of society, You know, these farms are generally not very big, and so it requires more local supply chains. And we've all seen, you know, really uh, just the beginning of what could happen to our supply chains through COVID here um, with some of the food supply. And so by introducing more and smaller regenerative ag properties, uh, we can actually increase the resilience and robustness uh, of our own food supply. Mm -hmm. So... So that's kind of the, sh- the short uh, philosophy version, but we can talk about all the details as well of, of how that actually gets done.
0: Yeah, so I think if we could maybe for some people define regenerative farming just to start and then maybe we can get into like why it's working for the planet, why it's working for our food and kind of a breakdown of how and why. But let's sure. just start with like, what is it?
1: Yeah, I, I would say, you know, the, the most brief definition I could give is that uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. We are regenerating the actual land that the agriculture is being done on. Um, so it's actually we're we're introducing more microbiology to the soil. We're introducing more minerals. We're introducing um, or fertilizers. Uh, not necessarily in um, in the case of like a specific fertilizer spray or something like that, but uh, you know, for example, mulching. Um, so, so the short version though, is that on every level, uh, we are actually building up um, this agricultural system from the ground up. So we're not starting with something and taking away. We can start with a a very humble patch of dirt. And over time actually create uh, a very harmonious and biodiverse ecosystem.
0: Great. So if we were to look at conventional farming in contrast, that would be more of the taking away and the depletion of the soil and things kind of breaking down and becoming less and less potent over time. Whereas with regenerative farming, which we'll get into the how in a moment, but with regenerative farming, we're adding back into the soil which is not only going to give us higher quality animal protein with those animals, if we consume them, but also going to give us higher quality soil for plants that we're going to eat as well.
1: That, that's exactly right. Yeah. Maybe the most simple definition would be for regenerative uh, egg or ranching that um, there's actually a net gain in the mm. system over time, as opposed to, uh, you know, kind of a, a finite bank account that we're taking out of um, we can actually regenerate and add to that kind of metaphorical uh, bank account over time
0: yeah maybe it's like checking versus savings almost you know where we're pulling out of our checking account but we're saving in our in our savings account and the regenerative farming is like the savings account
1: totally yeah with regenerative you're getting interest every year um, and that interest can actually add up to more than what you're taking out to live on so
0: yeah, and then just to be clear, when you said fertilizing, you're talking about fertilizing with organic matter that comes from the earth and that's regenerating as well. To yeah, promote a higher density soil.
1: Yeah, I mean there there's many different ways to fertilize. Um, you know, for example, what we're, we're going to talk about bison. Uh, you know, the way I look at bison in terms of land is that these are almost like fertilizer machines or compost machines. Um, And the same thing for poultry grazing on your land. I mean, even even certain crops can be used as fertilizer if you uh, go with a chop and drop or mulch method, or um, even the right right bacteria, protozoa, fungi in your soils can actually uh, fertilize over time. So there's many ways to fertilize without uh, using chemical products or spraying in a field.
0: Yeah. So I just want to kind of interject and say that, you know, there is a lot of studies and a lot of factual science that is showing the depletion of the nutrient density of our soil out there. Most people know that. But for those, you know, new to this conversation, you know, even like a vegetable that we have seen in today's conventional market compared to that same vegetable from 50 years ago, 100 years ago is lost, you know, up to like 50 to 75% of its nutrients, including some of those very important trace minerals that our bodies need to thrive. And that is one of the most important conversations for long-term health. I think for most of us to understand that we're talking about animal ranching in a regenerative way, but we're also talking about the positive impact on our plants when we have this nutrient-dense soil and organic matter fueling those plants and making them even more potent kind of how they're supposed to be back to how they're supposed to be
1: that, that's exactly right yeah i mean you know the the reason we need to supplement so much these days is, is because of what you just spoke about you know we we can't get uh many of the minerals that our ancestors were getting directly from their foods because the soil has been depleted and and that goes along with Uh, probiotics as well Um, Mm -hmm. you know those generally come from the soil and our soil is rapidly losing uh, biodiversity over the last hundred years Um, and so regenerative ag is really uh, a a grassroots effort um, you know with a pun in there to really (laughs) bring all this stuff back uh, to the soil get it back into our bodies back into our diet and Uh, restore our health. So.
0: Absolutely. So let's take it a little bit further. So we've got the plant conversation with more nutrient dense plants, more trace minerals in our plants, healthier, organic, you know, eating that is mostly more local and affordable and supporting local farmers. And we've got that whole conversation on one side of it. We also have the meat conversation. And I think this is a really important integral piece for this episode because so many of my clients, so many of my listeners, so many people I know are super confused about animal protein. And first of all, we've got the conventional animal protein that is not something that many of us want to watch, you know, as far as the way animals are treated and the situation that they're living in and how. It's affecting the planet. That is exactly what we're not talking about with regenerative farming. And so I would love to hear from you a bit more about what's going on with our animal protein. What's going on with these animals that are grazing in this, you know, regenerative formula and how is that impacting the food that we eat if we're eating animal protein?
1: Right. Right. Right, so yeah, there's a there's a huge distinction here. Um, all meat is certainly not created equal, and in the conventional model, uh, the the production of meat is really unfortunate for the animals involved. It's unfortunate for the people involved. You know, it's generally not good for your health, um, not good for the animals' well-being, not good for our supply chains, not good for the soil, not good for the planet. Um, And on the other hand, from a regenerative, a truly regenerative system, uh, it's the total opposite of that coin. It's uh, positive animal welfare, the proteins and fats coming from those animals are good for your health. Um, It's good for our society and and resilience of supply chains. Um, And so, you know, really what it is, is these animals are in a regenerative system are living uh, the way that that they've been designed to. And when I say that, you know, I mean, they've evolved to fit a certain ecological uh, niche. And so they, you know, in the case of ruminant animals like bison, um, these animals are are vehicles for nutrients. They move nutrients around, uh, they, they fertilize, they move seeds around, they Um, You know, bison can actually encourage the growth of grasses through the way that they graze um, and and can actually improve biodiversity on a ranch over time, which um, certainly if anybody has driven through, you know, one of the feedlots in a conventional system, there's no biodiversity there. there. There's usually one species that lives there, like a cow, for example, and they're kept alive. Uh, through antibiotics and, and hormones and all kinds of other interventions that they, they wouldn't be able to survive without. Um, and in a regenerative model, everything is working so harmoniously and in tandem um, that those, those interventions really are not necessary or even used in many cases. Um, and specifically in the case where, where I source my bison from, uh, we uh, there's actually ecologists who test the soil every year to ensure uh, that it is improving in nutrient density carbon content, its ability to hold water um, and and is truly regenerating the land so
0: yeah so let's talk a little bit about just a couple of the points you mentioned maybe we can expand on as far as what happens when we Let's say we eat a, uh, you know, some buffalo or bison steak that's coming from a ranch that we're similar to where you're getting your sourcing. or maybe it's a grass-fed beef or even a pastured chicken that we are consuming um, in our diets. And I think this is where you know, the confusion comes from because there's so much different information out there and some of it is comparing, for example, you know, a fast food burger, that nutrient profile within the meat to, you know, maybe something like plant-based or something like that. And what I, the most important piece of this that I feel that my clients are really struggling with and that a lot of people are struggling with is this, you know, tug at our hearts because we don't like seeing this maltreatment of animals. We don't like supporting this industrialized agriculture with our money It doesn't feel good. It's not good for our bodies. It doesn't help us to, you know, be at our best, um, on almost every layer of our, of our health, but where can you draw some facts or some, uh, interesting conclusions around what happens and what's the juxtaposition when you're eating something that is coming from regenerative, regenerative farming, that's animal based, What what's happening? Like, what's the difference?
1: Yeah. So great question. Um, The first the first difference that strikes me is really what you're what you're not getting uh, when you eat a regenerative or holistically grazed animal. Um, You know, when, when we're eating a conventional animal, you are actually consuming everything I just mentioned, those antibiotics that keep that animal alive. Um, those animals are generally treated with estrogen uh in, in extremely high amounts to um increase their weight gain uh for the farmer. And so that bioaccumulates in the flesh of that animal, as do the omega-6 fats that are in the grains that it's being fed. And so when we eat a conventionally raised burger or steak, you're consuming higher levels of omega-6 than you should have. Uh, It's a really poor omega-6 to omega-3 ratio that's gonna cause inflammation throughout your body. You're getting antibiotics that you don't really want and are going to be disrupting your own microbiome um, and therefore disrupting your own health and circadian rhythms and everything that goes along with that. And you're getting these xenoestrogen molecules that are literally designed to make the cow fat. and you're then consuming this animal, and those xenoestrogens are accumulating in your fat. And if you don't, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do the math there, um, you're going to be putting on excess weight as well. So it's really inflammatory, encourages uh, fat gain and, and just dysbiosis throughout the body by disrupting that, your biome. Um, on the other hand, when you eat a regenerative animal, Uh, not only is it more nutrient dense than a conventionally raised animal, because there's more minerals in the soil, more nutrients in the soil, uh, and micronutrients that are accumulating in the grasses, which in turn accumulate in the flesh of the animal. So you're getting a higher nutrient density, uh, as well as avoiding all the antibiotics, all of the hormones and, um, avoiding those omega-6 fats from the grain. So uh, regenerative bison, for example, usually has about a one-to-one omega-3 to 6 ratio, which is roughly ideal uh, for the blood. So um, it you know it doesn't have nearly the same inflammatory effect and, and is actually can be anti-inflammatory. Um, and if, if the listeners have not experienced this, I would strongly encourage them to just you know, take the plunge. Go buy yourself a really nice grass-fed or regenerative steak, and within an hour or two of eating that, you will feel completely different than you would if you were eating a conventionally raised steak.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the oils that are the in the in the profile of regenerative or grass-fed steak, especially a um, grass-fed beef, is pretty significant when it comes to our long-term health, because those ratios being basically completely opposite, if not worse than opposite, as far as the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio is definitely bringing down our quality of health and how we feel. Whereas I know we talk a lot about, you know, omega-3s and people think wild salmon... And I just think it's an important point to drive home that when we're eating these grass-fed, wild, pastured, regenerative animal proteins, uh, separate from the marine family, we're still able to get that really high amount of omega-3s. And that brings, you know, it does so much good for so many, it's like a multivitamin for every every aspect of our health, basically, omega-3s. Um, another point that I think is important to just mention is, you know, the research that's happening with looking at conventional agriculture and how it's affecting precocious puberty in both in both males and females. So both young boys and young girls, they're seeing a very positive association with, you know, or not positive in the sense that it's it's exacerbating and creating premature puberty. And that's because we're getting those hormones, we're getting those, those um, opposing ratios of oils, and it's absolutely impacting our culture as a whole. And, you know, that's just one example of something it's doing. But when we see young girls, you know, between ages seven and nine, starting to menstruate, that is premature. And the The studies are showing that that's coming from, you know, the more conventional agriculture and the fast food and those kind of processed meats and meats that are completely off with their nutrient profile as to what they should be in nature, not to mention the the hormones and everything else as well. So
1: absolutely. I mean, we're, you know, we're seeing the lowest testosterone levels in uh, adult men that we've ever seen as a species. Um, unprecedentedly low levels as you just mentioned we're seeing um, scary early onset of puberty in women and um, you know I mean that there certainly there's many factors probably going into this but it, it absolutely doesn't help that you know we're we're putting all these uh, estrogens and, and even molecules more potent than pure estrogen into the animals, bioaccumulating, eating those animals, and it, as you just mentioned, it it does have effects through our society. Um, it's not just limited to the individual health. You know your and my health. Uh, this really does trickle um, all the way through our society and how we're operating and. Uh, to me, that's just a sign that you really can't separate these things and say, "Well, you know, I'm going to uh, eat. I'm going to eat really well most of the time and eat poorly some of the time, and you know, everything is going to be just fine because it's not that big a deal." Or know it's not that big a deal to have have these conventional stakes um there there really are trickle effects through every aspect of our our society and the way that it works um by engaging with one system versus the other Um, yeah so you know when you when you opt into a regenerative stake or opt out of a conventional one you're opting into uh you know you're really voting with your dollar for all kinds of things that you can't see when you buy that steak, um, or you know, in the case of conventional, not voting uh, for certain things with your dollar. So um, it's it, you know, supporting regenerative ag can be not only transformative to our own health and our personal well-being, but uh, I I really do believe that it's the foundational step to transforming society more into one that we would all want our kids to live in so
0: yeah so i think there's an important just side note here that maybe we should you know kind of turn towards for a minute and that is you know if we were growing plants without regenerative farming what would happen
1: absolutely we've we've seen that Um, you know there was the dust bowl in this country, um, really not all that long ago. And that was the result of really poor agricultural practices, which essentially has only been remedied um, through, you know, arguably a band aid approach where we are uh, pumping water basically into what used to be the Dust Bowl. And we are rapidly uh, using up the aquifer. That sits underneath the midwestern us and if we continue this way we're going to continue to see the degradation of soil health we're going to continue to see falling levels of nutrient profiles in the food that we eat Uh, we're going to need to supplement more we're going to need to continue to medicate more i mean you know to to me all we have to do is look around a little bit and we can see that we've got a a society with lots of unhealthy people and we need supplementation, we need medication, we need um, all these fixes basically uh, to to get by with our current agricultural model. Um, So, you know, we've seen what conventional ag does and we're continuing to see it, um, especially in developing countries where you know, they need to continuously get rid of more rainforest every year to allow for grasslands uh, to graze cattle. And, you know, I mean, the the list goes on basically of poor practices uh, that are not sustainable that are eventually going to put us in an Easter Island situation where, you know, we use up all of our resources, um, and there's a point of no return. Um, and so, in my mind, regenerative agriculture is really not, you know, a a choice or something we do to feel good. Um, It's really a necessity for the future, whether it's now, five years from now, 10 years from now, but um, eventually it is the only real answer to many of the problems we're experiencing.
0: Yeah, thanks for that. I think it would be really helpful before we move on to just kind of give people an idea. If they don't know this already, some people are going to be very familiar with their local farmers market or where to buy products like this. If they're not, where would you say, you know, what wh- what do people do? What what's the first step? Where can they go? What can they do to buy these animal proteins and animal products that are going to support both their health and the planet?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, there, there's some great online vendors that that uh, distribute nationally, but I think way better than that, what people can do is uh, do a quick, you know, Google search or use a search engine. Go to your farmers market. Chances are you have a farmer nearby to you who is doing things really properly and treating their animals really well, and are really concerned with you know, their own health, the health of their animals, the health of their land. And if you can find that person, um, you're going to be engaging in everything we spoke about earlier. You're, you're helping your own local economy. You're opting out of excess fossil fuel transportation. You are opting into uh, local resilient supply chains and supporting people who, who are really um, aiming in the right direction. So I would encourage people to find someone close by to them. Uh, You know, there are some certain buzzwords to kind of look for. Regenerative is certainly one of them. Um, And, you know, talk to these farmers, ask if you can come out and see the animals. And even if you're not an expert in agriculture or animal welfare or any of that, you can really quickly gauge Uh, you know, just watching these animals, the one thing that I would look for is, if you're, if you're looking at cows, for example, are they expressing their cowness? If you're looking at bison, are they fully expressing their bisonness? And, (laughs) you know, these are, it's, they're really funny. It's funny to think about, um, you know, a bison expressing its bisonness, but if you see that bison really expressing itself being able to live out its wills its whims its desires express its instincts that's a really healthy animal that is going to be healthy to eat and it's healthy for the lamb um, and vice versa you know when you go to these uh, large large feedlot operations you know, these cattle are not expressing their cattleness. They're, they're not moving. They're not exposed to the sun, which means they're not producing vitamin D. Um, you know, they're, uh, they're really unhappy animals. And so as simple as it is, the happiness of an animal is usually a great indicator, uh, for just, just how healthy that animal is for the consumer and its immediate environment. So, that, that would be my recommendation is get in touch with the local farmer, ask them some tough questions. And if they're not eager to show you their operation, uh, it's probably not the best fit. My experience is that farmers who are doing things the right way are so proud and they're so happy that someone's interested in that. And they, you know, they'll be more than glad to give you an invitation. So
0: definitely, definitely. That's a great rule of thumb and it doesn't require us to do a whole bunch of research doesn't require you know this excessive effort to go. It's just like are the animals happy? Right. and that's a great a great gauge. I also want to say that for people who can't find something local that aligns with these elements that we've discussed that there are some really great online um, delivery services two of them that I really like, butcher box which does like a monthly subscription. You can choose your box every month and they deliver it all very high quality, grass-fed, wild, pastured, you know, the whole gamut. And actually they do have, I think, wild salmon and some some really high quality fish as well. And then also Belcampo, I don't know if you know that company, but they do another version of that delivery service every month, you can pick your products and you can change them all the time, you know, based on what your family needs to, um, you know, to match their menu plans, I guess. And, um, so those are good options for people who feel maybe like they're far away from things like this, or they don't know where to go, or they're in a community that's more kind of conventional in general. Um, so I'll be sure to link those up as well. Um, but yeah, so let's turn the conversation. I know that you've got a lot of passion for this in this kind of regenerative farming and living in in so many ways in the sustainability aspect and then let's like zoom in a little bit because i know that you have this amazing company Folsom point nutrition that is based on these principles and i love that because it's like very hard to find something that is grassroots in that way in the jungle of supplements that are out there in the world today. And I would love to know more about your company and the inspiration behind it, because obviously, you know, that takes a lot of work to start a business and to launch a supplement company. And I'm sure that it took some, you know, rolling up your sleeves and getting down to it in many cases. So yeah. Tell us a little bit about how that became Fulsome Point Nutrition and and why?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I had uh, been turned on to regenerative ag obviously before I started the business and I was really into the wellness space and uh, personally was very involved with Brazilian jiu-jitsu for many years, teaching, competing, training. It was really kind of a central fixture of my lifestyle Um, and I was always looking for, you know, any edge that I could really get. So I was taking, you know, I mean, I've got a wall of supplements in my pantry and protein powders, and, you know, I mean, anything that I read could improve your performance. I wanted to give it a try. Um, and one of those products that I I really thought I was getting great benefit from was a beef liver, uh, based product. And, you know, I mean, I, I can eat beef liver. It's just not my favorite. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> I think
0: a lot of people may agree with you on that.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it does make you feel great. You get a really amazing cognitive buzz and, and feel like you have tons of energy. Um, but I, you know, I was eating it may, maybe once a month and just finding it really difficult to regularly incorporate into my diet. So I was taking a beef liver capsule supplement and it was being marketed as regenerative um, and you know I had, it, it was based from New Zealand and I had spent about a year in New Zealand where you know I quickly discovered New Zealand has amazing marketing for their products um, they you know here when we see a product from New Zealand we think, it must be a really high standards, great quality product. Um, and sadly, that's really not the case in a lot of situations. Um, there, there's a lot of grass fed coming from New Zealand, but it's certainly not regenerative. And so I was taking this product and, uh, you know, I, around the same time that I was thinking about these things, uh, I quit my job that I was working for here in Boulder, and was you know kind of thinking i've always had an entrepreneurial mind and i was just thinking about kind of the next move and i think i had been looking for an alternative to this beef product and i started looking to see if there was a grass-fed bison or grass-fed elk or something a little more in line with my own personal philosophy Um, and there wasn't and i couldn't believe that there was this sort of vacuum left in the supplement space in that way and i emailed some of these companies and said you know have you considered uh starting a grass-fed bison liver-based supplement and they all kind of responded the same way that they were fairly happy with the status quo so that was kind of my cue of all right well i'll be glad to to be that guy um so it, it was really out of motivation for you know i wanted this product it did not exist Um, and so I thought, you know, be the change that you wish to see and, uh, create this, this product that I, I wish existed. So, um, so I, I got in contact with, uh, every, actually every grass-fed bison producer in the United States that I could find contact information for and went through, uh, every one of their. Ranching practices um, until ultimately I found a ranch that was really doing absolutely everything right and could get me um, bison liver as well as some other organs, and um, that that really got the ball rolling. So.
0: Yeah, so let's just stop for a second before you go on. I just want to kind of make sure that there's some understanding around glandulars and organ meats and why because I know that some people might be like what why do we want to eat liver you know and I know when I was a kid and my mom cooked liver and onions I thought I was going to throw up so I understand why people maybe are having aversion to that as a food on their kitchen table right and some people love it I know a friend of mine and I used to grate frozen liver sometimes into our kids' smoothies in the morning when they were um, not looking (laughs) because (laughs) it's like so nutritious and so nutrient dense and so potent. Um, So I am right there with you. But I just want to say that in traditional Chinese medicine and a lot of ancient medicine, actually, organ meat is considered to be a superfood and one that nourishes the body in such an important way that has been used for over 3000 years in history, as far as like a medicinal food and consuming organ meats from animals, um, can also often support the same organ in your own body. And so I think that there's, you know, just to kind of say that what we're talking about here is a superfood that people may not know is a superfood, <laughs> and that yeah. when we fuel ourselves with these foods, which I know you're going to get into the specific organs in a moment, um, and a lot of supplement companies have glandular products. As we know, um, not everybody always understands probably what that is. If they have a functional medicine practitioner, naturopathic doctor, Chinese medicine doctor, they may not really understand what's in the supplements, if, you know, that they're getting um they might just take them because their you know practitioner recommended them but there is some pretty amazing history around these foods and how they can support our bodies both with energy and vitality like you're talking about but also with a whole lot of other a whole array of other uh health remedies so let's talk Absolutely. a little bit yeah let's talk a little bit about the breakdown um, with, you know, your product. I know you have, buffalo is your, is your go-to animal for where you're getting your, um, where you're resourcing from. And now let's talk a little bit about like these specific organ superfoods that you chose, in which ratios and why, and then like, how are they supporting us specifically?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I probably should backtrack some a little bit here. I know that I kind of jumped in that I was supplementing because of jujitsu and this kind of thing. And, um, you know, all the listeners might not be necessarily immediately aware that liver really is this incredible food and substance. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of glossed over that. Um, and no,
0: it's, it's great. I just wanted to make sure we get the superfood part of it because that that's a word that people understand.
1: Right, and you know, liver really is the original superfood in my mind. Um, Our ancestors, you know, for the last 200,000 years have been interacting with bison and and the ancestors of modern day bison um, for as long as we've been human. So we have this ongoing Uh, relationship with bison that I I think is very special uh, between humans and bison and almost all of the archaeological uh, evidence or excuse me anthropological evidence would suggest that on these hunts our ancestors would consume a a couple things with priority Um, and those things were bone marrow and the organ meats Um, yeah And these are the most nutrient dense aspects of the animal. So, you know, bone marrow has all a host of benefits and we're hoping to offer um, actually a bone marrow based capsule as well. But, you know, the the next best thing is is these organ meats and liver uh, is probably number one on the list. Anyone at home can Google, you know, most nutrient-dense superfoods or best superfoods. And all kinds of articles will come up on Google. Liver is going to be on every list. And you'll also find foods like kale, blueberries, uh, broccoli, things like that, Um, which is great. I eat all those foods. um, But truth be told, the amount of those foods you would need to eat to get the same levels of vitamin from liver is just astronomical in some cases. You'd be eating all day. So liver is incredible. In you know, it, it fits perfectly here. You know, your podcast is called Satiate. I mean, I, I mm. can't think of another a more satiating food than liver, and that's because of its nutrient density. Um, it's incredibly rich in a number of vitamins, minerals, cofactors, uh, enzymes, and. Is really, in my mind, if I was only going to have one thing that I'm supplementing to support my overall health, you know, I mean, it's like nature's multivitamin. There's so many things packed in here that support so many different aspects of our health and metabolism that um, it's just a no-brainer to me that that we should be eating this stuff. And, you know, we evolved to eat this stuff, and it, it's been relished by... Um, indigenous societies all over the world, where you know when they kill an animal, they take the liver out and um, it's treated like like a piece of gold or something. Uh, how these people carry it, they prepare it, and then consume it, and it's really a celebration um, mm-hmm. for these people. And I often I think- even
0: ceremony or ritual around it, from what I've seen.
1: Yeah, there, there certainly can be that. Um, I've heard about that with the Hadza. Um, there's also plenty of reports from frontiersmen, uh, here on, on the plains when they were coming through and after bison hunts, uh, native Americans would take all the organs out and make a stew in the stomach of the animal. And that would be the first thing they all ate as a tribe. Um, and so it, it really is this ceremonial uh, organ you know, that has either, it's always been revered by humans, whether for our own consumption or sacrifice to the gods um, in different cultures. And now with modern science, we can do a nutritional bioassay on liver and actually get scientific validation to say, oh yeah, it's actually incredibly high in many of these nutrients that you're not gonna get elsewhere. Um, you know vitamin K2 and, and some of the rare forms of that, for example. Um, and really, you know, what what appeals to me uh, as as the body of science grows in this area is, um, I'm not sure if you've talked about peptides on your podcast at all or peptide therapies. Um, I don't think so. No. Okay. So there, you know, there's a burgeoning area of research that. Um, People are using these different peptides that naturally occur in in the human body and just putting more into the body basically uh, to achieve regenerative results. Um, And remarkably, these peptides are found in concentrated levels or many of them in organ meats. Um, And so going back to your point about uh, traditional Chinese medicine, uh, like supports like for example eating liver to support your own liver uh, there actually is scientific reason to back that up now that uh, you know the uh, bison liver for example contains all the methyl groups and different compounds that support our own methylating abilities which in turn supports our ability to detox or reduce toxic load on our own biology and Uh, So, you know, you can actually support your own liver's ability to function by eating bison liver and there's scientific validation for that, as well as, you know, centuries old wisdom, thousands of years, thousands of years of experience. So,
0: yeah, I, I think that's such an important point. And also I just want to touch on the iron that is in the form, the heme iron, which is the most used in the body. In fact, 95% 95% of the iron that we need and use in the human body comes from the heme version which is the the animal-based iron and eating liver is going to give us a huge dose of very assimilatable iron. So if somebody's anemic or borderline anemic or dealing with a fatigue issue or an energy issue this is going to be like a shot of everything you need yes. to give you a major boost and to fuel your cells with these nutrients like iron that are hard to get in, in that form in the plant world. Same with um, vitamin B12, you know, where we can only get vitamin B12 in a few plant-based, you know, places, but when we are eating these high quality organ meats or consuming them via supplementation, we're able to, you know, really use, um, use these nutrients super easily assimilate them super easily absorb them super easily and then feel the benefits of them quickly
1: absolutely yeah i I mean everything in the organ meats is bioavailable um our supplement in particular we don't actually cook the organs we freeze dry them in the raw state and that keeps all those compounds yeah keeps all those compounds available um you know most people you can feel a difference after eating this stuff 30 to 60 minutes, I'd say. Yeah, after.
0: I would say so too.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, you know, to me, that speaks of volumes. Um, and we, we do include spe- uh, spleen in our formula as well, which I think actually has about five times the heme iron content of liver. Um, yep. So, if you, you know, uh, females are being menstruating, obviously losing more blood. Um, introducing that iron into the diet is incredibly important. Uh, athletes. And like you mentioned, I mean, anyone experiencing fatigue or just general energy, um, you know, lack of energy or any issues relating to energy is probably going to benefit from, uh, from a, a really bioavailable source of heme iron. So,
0: absolutely. So you mentioned spleen and I know there's a few other, um, components to your supplement, heart, kidney, liver, pancreas, and then the spleen. Um, Can you touch on the ones just briefly that we haven't talked about yet, the heart, the kidney, and the pancreas, and just kind of give us like a quick little overview of what are the benefits of those? Because even though they're all in the organ meat family, of course, they all have different nutrient profiles. And of course, they all serve our bodies in slightly different ways.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why you know I tried to come up with this diverse formula. Um, hopefully, we're going to be offering even more organs in the future, um, all of the obscure stuff that you could possibly imagine. Um, but the reason that we have this formula with the five organs, uh, liver, heart, spleen, pancreas, and kidney, is these are generally the most vital organs in our body. Um, and probably aside from the actual brain of the bison, probably the ones that we were immediately consuming, um, there's just some logistical issues to getting brain of ruminant animals, um, as you might imagine. So yeah, sure. So that's been a challenge. But the reason that we chose these five uh, is because they are relatively well known as far as their nutritional um, compositions. And the, the benefits of each of these are pretty well known. Um, so the ratio that's in the supplement is actually identical to the ratio you'll find in the living animal. So what, what we do is, you know, we'll take an entire bison harvest, take all the organs and freeze dry those and those get homogenized um, into a uniform substance before making it into capsules. So you know, there's no artificial ratio. You're not getting more of one organ uh, than you would, you know, than our ancestors would have in the past, for example. I love that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, great model. Right, as nature intended.
0: Yeah, um, I love it.
1: So, so that's kind of how we came up with the ratio. And uh, in addition to the whole like supports like model, the idea that Consuming liver supports your own liver health. Consuming heart supports your own heart health. Um, there's there are also uh, some some very unique, you know, going back to peptides. There's very unique substances in each of these organs. Um, so we we touched on liver and how it's got all these vitamins and uh, the methyl groups which support our own methylation and detox. And then we've got the heart, uh, which you know carries CoQ10. Um, which is excellent for cognitive function as well as our own heart function. Um, mm-hmm. So it helps support vascular health and the kidney, uh, contains diamine oxidase, which some of your listeners may be familiar with. Um, you can buy this it's called DAO for short, um, in, in many supplements. And it's a really an incredible compound that, uh, enhances our own ability, our own body's ability to process histamines, um, yeah. sort of a natural, uh, you know, way to in- increase our own resiliency to histamines and, um, and, and that's a
0: huge problem in this time in the world. I mean, there's so many people with an overload of histamines and a ton of reactivity to food and also environment that I think it's such an important component to mention. So thank you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, it it can be overlooked if you're experiencing health problems, but think your diet's really healthy. Um, You know, it's, it's like you said, it's kind of a societal wide issue now, the the histamine. So certainly helps to get some kidney into the diet. Um, The spleen not only has these uh, extraordinary levels of heme iron, but, um, also contains uh, peptides like splenopentin, um, which enhances our own uh, immunoregulatory abilities. So if you have an overexcited immune system, it can help calm that down. And if you have an, an immune system that is under operating, uh, maybe where it should be, it can help upregulate and pick that function up. Um, it's also so that be
0: rich- basically adaptogenic in a sense.
1: Uh, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. so many of these organ meats are kind of the original adapted.
0: Right. <laughs> they know what to do.
1: Exactly. They know what to yeah. do. Our bodies know what to do with them. And so, you know, the, the more you learn about this stuff, it just, it's like the reasons just continue to pile up, um, to be Absolutely. consuming these, these organ meats. So that was kind of my experience with the research. Um, and, and so, you know, every one of these organs, I would say, really qualifies as a superfood. Liver has just become the most uh, sort of famous or renowned. Um, and with, with plenty of good reason, it is an incredible organ. But I do think that there's plenty to be said for consuming all these other organs as well. So.
0: Yeah, awesome. I'm so happy that you are able to bring them all together into one formula. And I love that it's in the ratio of the actual animal and what we have been basically designed to eat since way back in the day when our, you know, moving through the land and um, way back to the history, going back to, you know, so many different cultures around the world. So it's, it's profound. And I know for me, I've been taking it and feeling great taking it and knowing that also the collagen amount and the collagen stimulation that comes from these organ meats is also amazing. And collagen is very, you know, popular right now in the supplement marketplace. And it's one of my favorite products to use. So this is like, you know, going to give you the real deal, (laughs) you know, from straight from the source. So that's another amazing benefit that people should hear.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's just so cool to hear the breakdown and the facts and all of the, the knowledge that you've gained in this process, because there is so much good here. Um, so I know that you offered us a discount code with buying your product and I'll be sure to link that up in the show notes, uh, for Folsom Point Nutrition, but we're also, you're able to be found right at FolsomPointNutrition.com, correct?
1: Yep. Yep. That's our website. So, um, yeah, I did make a promo code. So any listeners can, uh, if they're interested in trying the product, um, they can use the code satiate uh, when they're checking out and that'll get them uh, 20% off. So
0: that's great. And that's for a 30 day supply.
1: Uh, 30 days. If you are eating it every day, all the time. So um, <laughs> it's, you know, for most people, it generally lasts longer. Um, you know, I, I have my mom take this stuff for example. So it's not just for, you know, uh, jujitsu guys that <laughs> want to be <laughs> masculine and improve their athletic performance um absolutely really think, yeah it's really for anybody who wants to enhance their own well-being um and i think my mom takes you know something like two capsules a day or something and um she says that she notices benefits and um so you know if you're taking two capsules a day this became you know a bottle is, uh will last you about three months so um if you're consuming this stuff all the time and really good about taking your supplements and all that, and if you're taking six capsules a day, uh, which is the suggested serving size, roughly equivalent to one ounce, um, of raw organs every day, uh, then yeah, it will be a one month supply.
0: Great. Yeah. I mean, I've bought it for my kids and one of my kids is healing, a a broken rib, a cracked rib actually. And I've been like, don't forget to take your (laughs) supplements because, you know, with all of the support for the body, it's going to be so good for healing bone, healing tissue, healing the gut, all of it. It's just, you know, it kind of hits all the different, all the different markers. So, and thank you so much for the discount code. It's a great opportunity for people to try it out and to see how they feel and to see if they, you know, get a little extra, of what they need. Because once again, these, these organ meats are super food quality and they're also, you know, going to listen to what your body needs and really prioritize accordingly. And that's the beauty of eating close to the earth that I've loved for, for a long time. And that I think is one of the most profound aspects of, you know, taking care of ourselves is that there is a wisdom, there is an intelligence happening here, both within the animal kingdom the plant kingdom and within our bodies that we can really learn to listen to and trust so
1: yeah Ab- absolutely and I mean for me that intelligence I, you know I feel um, it might be a little cheesy but I this really is a spiritual thing for me to be producing this product and offering it it's you know mm-hmm. in my mind it comes from these incredible animals, uh, all sourced from a single ranch, um, that we have a history, you know, that go is, is literally in our DNA. Um, we've been interacting for 200,000 years with these animals and to just intertwine our own stories with them. You know, I, I know we didn't get into it at all, but I've been recovering from a number of injuries this year. Um, and, I, it's, it's just been so powerful, I think, not only to have the actual product and all the benefits that it can, can confer on our physical health, but to really be intertwining our stories with that of the bison and regenerative agriculture,
0: mm-hmm. and that,
1: this symbol of resilience, um, I, I think is really powerful to kind of revive that connection that we have as a species and that you can have as an individual to these animals. Um, I really do think that there's a spiritual component to that. So, um, Mm -hmm. I I so agree. So, you know, I, just anyone listening, you know, I, I think there's a lot more to our food than what we eat and, you know, whether they're interested in my product or not, I could not encourage these people more to, you know, at least get more connected to their own food, go talk to a local farmer, go find some really high quality meat. And I guarantee, um, I guarantee you'll feel a difference versus conventional meat, uh, you know, within an hour of eating it, so.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's amazing to have you on here. Obviously you're such a wealth of knowledge. And I know if people have questions, they can also reach out directly to through your website, FolsomPointNutrition.com. And it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. I can't wait for this episode to air and, um, hopefully people can also up their quality of animal protein for their summer social gatherings and barbecues and all those types of things. And, And still have an amazing summer with feeling even more vital and energized than before. So I so appreciate your knowledge and I am so excited to share this with other people. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Satiate. Sending you my wholehearted wish for your health and happiness very soon.